You may not know it, but you actually might not be achieving what you want to achieve because of a deep-seated fear of success. On today's podcast in part one of the series, I'm going to be talking about the fear of success and how to overcome it so that you can actually create the life of your dreams. Hey friends, welcome to the Align the Good Life podcast. I'm Brooke Hemingway, and around here, we like to talk about the things that matter, like how to create soul-fulfilling success by aligning your life and taking powerful, intentional action so that you get to experience the best of what life has to offer. From business, to health, to letting go of limits, to raising babies while building dreams, to relationships, and real talk. We have it all here on Align the Good Life. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the podcast today. It's been a while since I've recorded a solo cast, and I've been thinking a lot about different things that I want to talk about this year on the podcast and gaining some clarity around uh, lessons I've learned, things I have observed, seen, and learned through coaching and mentoring so many people over the years. And today I decided to dive into the topic of fear of success. Now, I think if you asked most people if they were afraid of success, they would say no. I think most people would say that they are really excited to succeed. They want to succeed. They want to have more money. They want to have more success. They want to reach their goals and their dreams. They want to have the dream house, the dream job, the dream business. Uh, people don't necessarily think of themselves as individuals that are afraid of success. But I see the fear of success all the time in people that I mentor, coach, and have conversations with. And it typically shows up in symptoms of self-sabotage. So, you know, the person knows what to do and it, there's typically not a paucity of information on knowing what to do. However, they're self-sabotaging through avoidance, through procrastination, through claiming overwhelm, busyness, et cetera. And so when I see somebody that is self-sabotaging their success, I know that there's an upper level limit of success within that person. And so on today's podcast, I want to talk specifically about two things that I have experienced both myself and overcome and two things that I see all the time happening in incredible women and men all around me that reach a certain level of success and then they literally sabotage it away, or they shy away from even reaching that level of success that they wanted because of their fear of success. And fear of success typically shows up in two different forms. The first one is the person that is afraid of success that identifies success with loss. What I mean by that is that they believe that in order to be successful, at some level in their subconscious or unconscious, they don't even necessarily recognize, like this might be you, that on some level, there's a piece of them that believes in order to be successful, to make more money, to be that millionaire, to reach that top rank, to grow that podcast, to grow that business, whatever it is, that they are going to have to lose too much that they're going to possibly lose relationships, they're going to lose the quality that they have in their marriage, or maybe completely lose their marriage. They fear that they're going to lose 
the closeness to their children, relationships, maybe lose respect or admiration or people's approval or opinions that they're going to have to lose too much time, that like the, the amount of loss that it is going to take for them to be able to succeed shuts them down. Now, this was actually one of the biggest things for me as I reached a high level of success. I was already making over seven figures a year. I reached a limit and I was not able to bust past that limit and make more than that amount of money or expand into other areas and other streams of revenue because I had a deep fear of the loss cost. I thought that people that had money uh, had bad marriages and people that had money did not have happy families and people that had money were greedy or they were bad people or they just really became super self-centered and they messed up their lives and and it cost them their faith and it cost them their spirituality and it cost them their character and who they were. And I just felt like the cost and the loss was going to be too high and it scared me. I wouldn't have said back then that I was afraid of success, but my fear of success was showing up in this fear of what I was going to lose. So the loss cost. Now, if that's you and you can resonate with this, you are that person that maybe becomes nostalgic when you're going for a big goal or you're reaching for something big and you're getting pretty close to it, but then all of a sudden you start to feel this guilt and shame. Maybe I'm not a good partner. Maybe I'm not a good mom. Maybe I'm I, I'm not a, a good friend. I'm not a good daughter. Uh, maybe I'm not being faithful enough or spiritual enough or, you know, all these different fears, guilt, shame starts to come in. That's one telltale sign that you know you have a fear of success based off of the loss cost. And so if this is you, I get you, I was you, I feel you. I had this belief system I didn't even know was there that it was going to cost me way too much to be successful and have the things that I wanted to have. So how do you get past that? Well, if this resonates with you, I want you to just close your eyes if you're able to. And if you're out running on the treadmill or driving in the car, don't close your eyes. But if you are alone and you have an opportunity to close your eyes or wherever you are, I want you to think about this. It is going to cost you to have success. You are going to have to put in effort. You are going to have to put in time. You are going to have to have some trade-offs. And anybody that tells you anything else is just selling you something because they want you to believe in a magical fairy tale where everything in your life can stay exactly the same and yet you can multiply your bank account by five times. It's just not true. So success is going to cost you. And there are going to be some things along the way that you lose. And here's what I think is so important when we're thinking about loss and this loss cost. You have to put loss into two categories. We don't want to lose the things that are most precious to us. For example, I don't want to lose my relationship with my sweetheart. I don't want to lose my relationship with my kids. I don't want to lose my faith and my connection to God. Those are the most important things. I don't want to lose my character and integrity. In the other side of that loss list, I might put the girls from high school's opinion of me. Okay, well, I actually, I could put that on the chopping block. Um, a, a family member, an extended family member that doesn't approve of 
my ambition or my drive or thinks I should just, they have their own idea of what it looks like to be a good mom. And so they're judging me. So I might lose their respect or I might lose their opinion. I'm in a place right now where I could put that on the second side of the list, which is things I'm willing to put on the chopping block. And so we have to differentiate because there are certain things that you don't want to lose, but there are other things that if you really get honest with yourself, your life would be okay if you lost those things. And then also there's going to be a third column on that piece of paper. And in this third column, you're going to write at the top future loss. Because what I want you to envision and what I want you to focus on is there is going to be a loss either way. There's going to be a loss either way. We, in some ways, get to choose what loss that is. But that third column, future loss, is what I want you to focus on. And when I'm talking about future loss, what I'm talking about is what are you going to lose out on in the future if you don't follow your heart, if you don't follow the prompting, if you don't follow that push, that pull, that that drive that's divine that was given to you, if you don't do that thing, what is the future loss cost? Oftentimes the future loss cost could be things like uh, continuing to live in debt. And that might create me and my husband fighting more. And that might create more stress in the home. And that might ultimately even lead to the loss that I was trying to avoid in the first place, which was the loss of my significant relationships. And so I want you to do this sort of comparison here where you're taking a moment to pull outside of the emotions and the feelings associated with maybe the guilt and shame of what you might lose and make three columns like the big losses that you are not willing to take, the smaller losses, which are quite possibly going to happen. You know, maybe somebody's opinion of you, uh, maybe a couple of friends here and there. Uh, maybe you're going to have to start saying no to some things that you used to do. Like, for example, one of the things that I had to lose on my journey to success is I had to stop teaching fitness classes. I had to lose that part of me. And there were so many people that were not happy that I stepped away from that, but it, it wasn't serving my higher purpose. I was willing to put that on the chopping block. And then that third column is future loss. And I want you to go really, really deep into the future loss column. Because what's going to happen is when you actually think about it and you think about maybe some small losses you might take right now compared to the big future losses you're going to take if you do not go after this thing and if you do not try everything you can to succeed at this dream that was placed on your heart, you are going to realize that by being afraid of success, you are incurring huge future losses. And so I'm a big person for vision, and I, I love to envision all the happy things, all the positive things, all the fun things. But I think we also have to spend some time on the dark side. And the dark side is like, listen, if you don't change anything, if you don't follow that divine drive, what is the loss going to be in the future? The second thing that can help you to get past this fear of success that's driven by the, the loss cost is you can start to secure your home. What do I mean by this? Securing your home to me means being really honest with yourself, the state of affairs in your life, the state of relationships, the state of finances, the state of your health, the state of your emotions, the state of your marriage or your partnership, um, the quality of your relationships with your kids, your family, your best friends, et cetera. And so securing your home means 
you taking stock of are these things in alignment? Are these things, you know, areas I need to work on? Is there one or two of these relationships or situations or circumstances that I need to put a little bit more focus, time, effort, energy into so that I can secure my home, right? I can secure my home front. And when I know I'm in alignment and I have done things to secure my home front, I don't have to be afraid of the lost pain. I don't have to make up stories about what might happen because I am doing the work every single month of coming back into alignment. I do this on a regular basis. In fact, right now I have one of my children who is struggling pretty big with anxiety and feelings of low self-worth. And he is an amazing child and we love him to pieces. And we have poured so much of our life into our children. And it's like mind blowing to me that he would even think any of these things about himself, but he is struggling with that. And if I were afraid of success, like I was before, I would have let this situation or circumstance make me feel so guilty and so much shame. And I would have looked for evidence to be like, hey, look at, see the cost and the loss, like you did this. Instead, what I did in this situation is I went back to my alignment wheel, which is what I do every single month. And I was like, okay, what do I need to do to secure my home? You know, which child needs a little bit more in my situation? There's six of them. Which child needs a little bit more of me? Which child needs a little bit more nurturing, a little bit more love? How's Thomas doing? Are we connecting enough? Are we, you know, how's my body? Am I getting the movement in that I needed? And so I looked through this alignment wheel. And for example, in this case with this one son of mine, what he needs is he needs mom every night to do meditation with him. So we've been doing meditation and I'm not afraid that success is going to cost me too much. I'm not afraid of the lost cost, the loss cost, because anytime that starts to come up or that gets triggered in me, number one, I think about the future loss of me giving up on my dreams and my divine um, desire to do the things that I'm supposed to do. But number two, I pull myself back into alignment and I'm like, okay, Brooke, like I can't control everything, but I can make sure that I'm in alignment. And if there's something in my life that needs a little bit of extra attention, I'm going to give it that little bit of extra attention, but I'm not going to pull back a hundred percent on my dreams. I'm not going to pull back a hundred percent because that's really not going to serve anybody. Okay. So that's the first thing is the loss cost. Maybe you relate to that. Maybe you don't. But the second thing I see in people that are afraid of success that may not even recognize that they're afraid of success is the outcome pain, right? This fear of the outcome pain being really, really high. And what I mean by this, and I learned this term from Brenda Burchard years ago, outcome pain is a fear that we create in our minds that's that what if kind of fear. What if I put in all of this time? What if I put in all of this effort? What if I take the time to grow my social social media? What if I build the email list? What if I go for that business? What if I go for that podcast? What if I start that coaching thing? Like, what if I pour my heart and soul into it and it still doesn't work and it still doesn't happen and I'm still not successful? And it's such a deep sort of a pain that's subconscious or unconscious that you might be feeling inside 
that you don't even realize that it's stopping you from going for that success. You have this fear of success because you actually don't deep, 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 deep down inside believe that you can have that success. It's like you you are thinking in some way that no matter what you do, no matter how much time or effort or excellence you put into it, you're not going to succeed anyhow. If you can relate to this, um, the way that this kind of shows up is you have the inspiration, you have the dream, and you might even really go after it for a season, like a week, a month, a quarter, a year, two years. So you're really, you're going for it. And you might even have some pretty good results, but not quite the results that you want. And so you become this person that's like hot and cold. When I see people that are afraid of the outcome pain, I typically see a hot and cold behavior where they're in and they're out, they're hot and they're cold, they're yes and they're no, they're all amped and then they're nowhere to be found because there's this part of them that fears that success actually can't even be theirs. And so when I am mentoring and also coaching myself, because I want you to understand, I have to coach myself through these things as well. And I want you to understand that about anyone that's a coach or a mentor or a podcaster or a speaker, you know, they coach and teach on the things that are really intimate to them. And I definitely had to struggle with this fear of outcome pain, especially in doing big events, you guys, like, you know, putting together events and paying out tens of thousands of dollars to put these things on and hire speakers and, and fearing that at the end of the day, it was going to be a huge, huge failure. And so there are a few things that I have lived, breathed, taught, experienced myself and taught to others to help them to get past this deep-seated fear of success that stems from this fear of the outcome pain. The first thing is you absolutely 1000% for anything you are going after that you want to be successful in, you have to focus on the effort. It's an effort-based sort of thing. And what this means is that if I'm focusing on effort, the effort is the piece that I can control. If you have outcome pain fear, what it really means is you have a control issue. You want to be able to say, if I do A, B, and C, D is going to happen. Like I want to know the formula. I want to know that A, B, and C are definitely going to produce D. But here's the thing. It's just not how life works. That's not how raising kids works. That's not how building a business works. I wish I could say that's how it worked. And trust me, I used to have huge control issues until God taught me through many, many lessons that I was actually not in control of every single outcome. But what I could control is I could control my effort and I could control my attitude. In order to control my attitude and my efforts, I have to set the stage every night before I go to bed and every morning when I wake up. I have to instead decide to focus on measuring progress, measuring how much closer I'm getting, measuring how much better I'm getting. For example, if you have a goal of growing a massive social media audience and you put your heart and soul into it and you're like, in three months, I'm going to have 10,000 more followers. 
And in three months period of time, you don't, maybe you have 300 more followers, but you've become way more proficient at making reels. You've become way better at interacting in your stories. You've developed meaningful relationships. You could look at that as a loss, or as Benjamin uh, Hardy says, you could be living in the gap, or you could look at it as a gain. Look at how much I gained. Look at how much I learned. Look at how much progress I made. When I focus on the effort and I focus on the progress, it's almost like it doesn't even matter that I didn't hit the outcome because I know I am on the path. I know I'm on the right path. The second thing that can help you to overcome this fear of success that's based in the outcome pain is keeping your eye on the purpose and the vision, right? Keeping your eye steadily focused and one of the things that helps me to do this is writing down often what my dreams, visions, and goals are. Because when we don't take those thoughts out of our head, those impressions that we've had in our heart, and we don't put them onto paper, it really doesn't make them real. But if I have an impression, a feeling in my heart, a feeling in my head, if it stays there, it's dead. If it stays there, all the other forces, whether you want to call it darkness or the confusion of the mind or our propensity to have 80% of our thoughts be negative and 80% be rep repetitive, like whatever you want to attribute it to, whether it's forces of darkness or the fact that our thoughts tend to be negative. If you keep that dream, that vision, that inspiration in your head, it is dead. It is going to get messed with. It is going to get warped. It is going to get twisted in a direction that is not the truest, divinest download. And so when you have these downloads of why you're doing what you're doing, what the purpose is, what the vision is, what the meaning behind it is, capture it, write it down, go back to that often, remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing, remind yourself that it's a process, it's about effort, it's about progress, Remind yourself that you can't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. There is no comparison against anyone else. It is only a race against getting better than you were yesterday, the month before, the year before, etc. The other thing that's going to help you with this outcome pain and this fear that like it's never going to happen is really becoming obsessed with the evolution of you, becoming obsessed with the evolution of you, meaning like becoming so dang curious and so excited about what is possible for you and who you're becoming, how you're up-leveling. You know, when I look at the girl that did her first in-person gathering in August of 2019 for about 80 women, I look back at that girl and I look at who I am today and the types of events that I run today. And I just think, man, like it's pretty fascinating. And I want you to give yourself a high five. And I want you to just be focused on who you're becoming, what that woman or man does on a daily basis, how they operate, what their standards are, and focus more on who you're becoming in the process, what you're learning about yourself, what you're uncovering about yourself, your skills that you're learning. Like I would have never thought three years ago I'd be growing my email list and I'd be creating funnels and creating lead magnets and all of this kind of stuff. And so when I sit in awe and wonder, I think, wow, this is pretty cool. I want you to do the same thing. Like, how have you changed? How have you evolved? 
Can you see that? Can you feel that? Can you recognize that? Because so often we're just so busy going after something, striving for success that we don't even stop to recognize who we're becoming and the progress that we have made. The last thing I'll say about overcoming this fear of success that's attached to outcome pain is that we have to stop measuring success by only one marker. And what I mean is that we have this propensity to only measure success by dollars, to only measure success by followers or dollars or bank account or how many hundreds of thousands or millions of thousands of dollars that we're making. And a lot of coaches create and perpetuate this problem. And what I would say to that is 1000%, I love to help people make money. And I do believe that we are created for more. And that also includes financial abundance. But if you are only measuring success by the number of followers and the number of dollars that you have in your bank account, you are sure to feel like you are never measuring up to that outcome and that the cost is far too high. However, if instead you adjust your markers, and you adjust those success markers to include things like, how do I feel at the end of the day? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel fulfilled? Do I feel like I was on purpose? I totally succeeded, right? Or if I measure success by, I take Sundays off. I spend time with my family. I'm not scheduling five coaching calls. I'm not overextending. I'm getting good sleep on the weekend. I am a success. If I'm measuring success by the amount of progress I'm making in a certain area, for example, instead of looking at dollars or followers, I'm looking at the consistency I've developed in, in, in um, emails or podcasts or whatever it is I'm trying get, to get better at, I'm going to measure success by consistency. I might measure my, my success by commitment to myself. I might measure success by deciding I'm going to have a morning routine and I have a morning routine and I have it down pat. We have to have more measurements of success because if the only outcome we're measuring is how many followers we have and how many dollars we have, we are almost always going to be coming up short. Here's what I know is I know that more people than realize are afraid of success. They are so afraid and they don't even realize it. And perhaps that's you. And if you find yourself in a pattern where you are self-sabotaging, where you're playing small, where you're making up excuses and stories about why it's not happening for you or why it's not working for you, and you're constantly looking for a way out or something else or a better thing, you are in a pattern of fear that's based in a fear of success. I know that once you come face to face with this fear and you get honest with yourself about this fear you have that you're going to have to lose too much or this fear you have that, you know, the outcome's not going to turn out anyways, when you come face to face with this honest realization and you start to apply these tools, these steps, these tips that I've taught you, you're going to notice that almost immediately that, that ceiling starts to raise that amount of peace, freedom, joy trust in yourself and trust in God, like just this, this deep seated trust that you can handle more success. You can handle more. You can't, your capacity 
expands. That is the only natural consequence of facing this fear of success. I am living proof of it. I am not afraid of success. I used to be so afraid and self-sabotaged and thought so many different lies about success. And now I know this to be true. Success is simply a magnifier of who you already are. And if you want to work on yourself and that helps you along the way, like I talked about with alignment, then start focusing there. Focus more on your alignment, focus more on working on yourself and the kind of person you are. And as you do that, you're going to notice that that level of trust and that capacity to expand financially will increase. If you love this episode today, the way that you can help me to spread the word is, of course, share this episode on social media. Maybe send it to a friend. Tag me at Hemingway Half Dozen. Let's get more people engaged in the process of living their very own good life and finding alignment in the process. If you haven't yet, if you could drop a review, that would mean the world to me. You know, rates and reviews and subscribing to podcasts, it actually does make a difference in the podcast world. So if you could take a moment to go down there and write an actual review, drop me five stars and then share it on social media, that would mean the world to me. It's my hope that more of us release our fears around this, this success piece so that we can create more abundance, not only for ourselves, but that we can be examples to the other women and men around us that truly need that permission to succeed. Have an amazing day, you guys, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Align the Good Life podcast. Around here, I'm all about building community, connecting great people with incredible ideas, positive mindsets, and big dreams. And that's what Align was all about this year. We just wrapped up our annual event. This time it was in San Antonio, Texas. And if you've seen the reels, seen the pictures, read the posts, you know it was out of this world incredible. There is nothing like like-minded, like-hearted people coming in the room for the purpose of growth, for the purpose of expansion, and for the purpose of alignment. Every single speaker, every single detail, and every single person in that room was there to play full out, making a commitment to their future and believing in better. So I don't know if you heard the news, but we've already dropped the location for 2025 and we're already over half sold out one year before the event is even happening. So I want to encourage you today to head over to alignEventsLive.com to grab your ticket to Align 2025. We're hosting this event in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. That's right. Plenty of sunshine, good vibes, amazing people, incredible content, and a transformation that you will never forget. We're up-leveling and taking things to an even bigger level in 2025. So mark your calendars, January 22nd through the 24th of 2025 in Phoenix, Arizona. A line is going down. And hey, one more thing while you're at it. If you love this episode, if you appreciate what you're learning here on the Align the Good Life podcast, if you could drop a rating and write a review, that would mean the world to us. And then if you want to take it a step farther to help us spread the word, go ahead and copy the link and share this episode in your stories, on your social media feed, and let's help more people to find their alignment and live their very own good life. We'll see you next time.